to the Sunday morning edition of the PFF Daily Betting Podcast. What a beautiful day it is. We've got Masters in the morning, and then you're going to get a chance to watch some football split up for the first time all season, as it should be, with an equal number of games on the first slate and an equal number of games on the second slate. This is, don't you think this is, the, this is football in its optimal form? Not only that, but you're also getting UCLA Cal at like what noon Stop during it. during our, our live show. It's amazing. I mean, how many people are watching that game? Uh, I think you have to be a pretty big degenerate to watch it. I think if they put it at nine, obviously that would only that'd be like six Pacific time. But like, if you put it at nine, I think you get some viewership. Yeah, maybe. Although I will say that I think there's a the large swath of people that first off don't wake up that early, and secondly. If you're trying to get any sort of West Coast fan base, right, because it's a West Coast game, they're not waking up at 6 a.m. to watch that garbage. They're not playing a game at 6 a.m. It is Um, garbage. Given the choice between that and one and a half hours of the uh, PFF live pregame show, I will take the live pregame show. So you guys should check that out. Uh, Let's start with some props today, and I I will kick us off here. I'm going to start with Russell Wilson passing touchdowns over two and a half at plus 155 facing the Los Angeles Rams. This is kind of a must win for Seattle. If they lose this game, back-to-back losses would be Russell Wilson probably not playing that well in back-to-back weeks. And um, they would be in jeopardy of losing the division. So uh, they also can't stop anybody. I think Los Angeles will score. And I think Russell Wilson over two and a half, maybe even in the first half uh is a prop that i love yeah i'm gonna i'm gonna stick with that similar prop i like bridgewater under one and a half at plus 115 not that i don't think bridgewater will perform well tomorrow it's just at plus 115 carolina doesn't like to have that many possessions tampa bay's defense is still i think pretty good and obviously like they they run the ball okay in the red zone with mike davis um i i think this is being a little bit suppressed um, by the Christian McCaffrey news that he's going to be out. Uh, so I'm going to go ahead and take that plus price one. You know, that's the side I sort of want to be on here. I have to get one quarterback rushing prop in. Have to. You have to. There'll be more tomorrow. There'll be more tomorrow. But I'm going to get one in here, and that's going to be Aaron Rodgers. The revenge tour rolls on. Seven and a half is the line, <laughs> minus 120. This this guy is just, it's it's been beautiful to watch. He's going to keep it going. Just one scamper. It's all he needs to put away Jake Luton. By the way, what are the chances that Jake Luton is a, an absolute disaster in this game? It's got to be pretty high, right? I don't know, though. Green Bay's defense is garbage. The the uh, the their James Robinson will probably run on them and give um, Mr. Luton some you know some run here, don't you think? They're not that bad. They've got some stars. On, I mean, Jair Alexander know. out. Yeah, that's true. That's true. Alexander's out. Okay. So, Coming around I mean, what, it, it helps your rushing prop because the game will be closer for longer. Yeah, I mean, the, the line has come down a little bit, yeah. which is interesting. Let me uh, let me look at some rushing yardage props. I'm going to go with under Wayne Gallman, 46 and a half. Look, it's a village back there. You have Alfred <laughs> Morris. You have uh, Deion Lewis, who we thought was dead. And Wayne Gallman, 46 and a half. That's way too many for – that'd be way too many for Barkley in that offense – let alone Gallman. Give me under there. And then I'm going to go one more. You have to do this every week. Fat Leonard Fournette, under 39 and a half, minus 120. 
he, look, he's their Nickelback, right? And like, mm -hmm. and I'm sorry, but every single run is the same. So it's the exact same as Nickelback. So like, I, 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 I fade Fat Lenny as a, as a, as a, as a worldview. So go ahead and go under 39 and a half. I also like your boy Wayne Gallman under 46 and a half. It's beautiful. It's a perfect, uh, perfect combination. You like the Nickelback joke? I do like the Nickelback joke. I saw another Nickelback joke uh, yesterday, and I feel like they aren't used enough, um, which is a shame. I also randomly was listening, you know, like on Spotify sometimes, you'll just put on like, hey, give me some random stuff, and a Nickelback song came on, and I was like, yeah, I'm not going to do this again. Let me, let me what what, uh, what song was it, though? Because I think there's some redeemable parts about Nickelback, but it's like... Photograph? It's, yeah, Photograph's bad. Yeah, it's pretty bad. It's it's rough. You're like, uh, I don't know what I'm gonna do right now. Uh, I'm not wearing a choker, and I have not considered slinging my wrists in the past. Okay, now we've got off the rails here. <laughs> Suicide is a real thing. If you, um, I donate. Actually, one of the places I donate often is uh, the Suicide Hotline in Los Angeles. One of my buddies from college uh, like manages it, and um, so. Anyways, I'm not making light of it. I'll give you one more under, and that's Kyler Murray passing touchdowns one and a half. Not because I think this will be this game is going to be high scoring, but I love the idea of Kyler Murray with multiple rushing touchdowns and one passing touchdown. Um, it's a little bit of an aggressive play, but it's plus 150. So that's why I like it. Um, break even only has to be 40% for you to profit. All right, let's move to um, let's move to some games here. Some of the teasers that we liked, you know, earlier in the week involved the Colts being teased up. They obviously won outright, so those are money. Um, and one that, a game that now is two and a half is Rams-Seahawks. And I don't know if you, I really like, the Seahawks aren't losing that game by, by more than eight points, <laughs> right? You'd think, and you know, they, they don't lose far out games. And you know, that's certainly something last week was, you know, I think an, uh, an aberration. Um, no House Advantage is taking a different spin on daily fantasy sports by offering player prop contests across all the major sports for cash. This is an awesome new fantasy sports platform that's leveling the playing field, making it easier to win than the traditional fantasy sports apps. Those can be kind of a pain. Download the No House Advantage app and check out the daily player prop contests without even having to make a deposit, play in public guaranteed cash prize contests, or make your own private contest. Use promo code EDGE, E-D-G-E, when you sign up and they'll match your first deposit up to $20 in free play. And here's the best part. If your first time deposit is at least 10 bucks, all you have to do is put in 10 bucks, you get a free PFF Edge annual subscription. That's $40 for the next year. That means you're gonna get all the great fantasy insight that you need for next season. You're gonna get all the draft coverage that you need for 10 bucks and you get to play at No House Advantage. Use promo code EDGE, E-D-G-E, at No House Advantage. Are Chicago still plus two? No, they're they're yeah, they're, uh, they're minus they're they're plus three now. Wow. Okay. Because I was gonna say like you know tomorrow night if we have, you know, if we're thinking about like putting teasers together, I think Chicago could be a first leg, right? But at plus three, I would just take Chicago. So, um, but what, what about the Chargers? The Chargers are one and a half. You know, you the problem it, is, is there's so much. So do you think it moves out at all? Total no, I, I think that I think the Chargers are favored by the time this thing kicks off on, wow. tomorrow. But the 
the, the, the thing that I'm worried about with Chargers, and I'm almost worried about it with sort of every team in the NFL now, I do think you have to get through the eight. Mm-hmm. Um, the reason being is, like, we just never know when, like, Anthony Lynn will, like, read something and be like, oh, wait, I should go for two when I'm down 14 and, and cut it to six and miss it and be down by eight. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. the two-point math, I think, really does make sixes and eights a little bit differently than they used to be. Um, and, you know, you see it around the league. You saw it in Green Bay when they were behind to Minnesota a couple weeks ago, coming back and t- going for two. Like, those are, you know, I think that the there are more live numbers right now uh, than usual, which is why, you know, we grabbed the Denver at five. Now you see it three and a half. Like, that four, and even that five, again, matters because, you know, that's the eight-five math type of thing. Uh, okay, give me a uh, give me a game that you like. This one's interesting because, you know, we liked it in a teaser. The weather is so far, you know, doesn't look great. Um, but you're just getting such a better quarterback in this game. And and the numbers moving away from you. People have loved the Browns against Dallas. They've loved them against Indy. They love that. I'm going to back off. Home teams on off a bye, like against the spread, have been like 40% over the last, like, I think, like 10-year sample. Like, they're they're getting too much respect in the betting market and i think houston deserves to be given a little bit more respect here given how well their quarterback has played deshaun watson 119 passer rating win clean uh six percent of his throws are big time throws which almost equals the percentage of time baker mayfield is throwing a turnover worthy play (laughs) houston's defense is bad but like the weather might dampen their badness and you know all that's going to do is introduce noise and when you introduce noise just like the last time cleveland played I'm going to go with the underdog, even if it's in Cleveland with the, with the weather. Well, you were going to, what I was going to say is when you introduce some of that randomness, what is something that you want to bet on? And that is the better quarterback. And there's no doubt about it. I mean, you're referencing the Raider game where Derek Carr was the better quarterback. Deshaun Watson is by a mile the better quarterback. The fact that people are not talking about how well Deshaun Watson is playing is a function of simply how bad the rest of the Texans are. It has nothing to do with Deshaun Watson. 86 PFF grade compared to Baker Mayfield, 67.5. It's it's really not even close. I like this one a lot. It's four right now, um, so you get the three. Uh, weather being a little bit of an issue. Like Deshaun Watson is the exact guy that you want in situations where he's facing adversity. It's also a, Romy, be... a Romeo Cornell revenge game because Ooh, he was once a, an assistant coach with Cleveland. He also was the head coach in Cleveland. I even forgot that. I was trying to make a pithy joke. But he was the freaking head coach in Cleveland. He was the la- he was the coach the last time Cleveland had a winning record in 2007. It's a Romeo Cornell revenge game, George. What were you doing in 2007? I was grad. It was my last year in college. Nice. Yeah, uh, the uh, um, yeah, the 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 Browns almost made the playoffs. I almost. I was in high school. Um, I have no idea what I was doing, but it cannot be. It cannot be good. <laughs> uh, okay, here's the other thing. Last point I'm going to make. If you do, you follow Baker Mayfield on Instagram. Uh, I intentionally do not. Okay, so um, I'm one of these guys that likes to overweight people that I think are doing things that are questionable uh, with their lives. And um, he has been Instagram storying his dinners over the past couple of nights, oh. which his girlfriend, or actually wife now, uh, has been Which preparing. one? The, the Cheesecake Factory or no, the wife? No, non-Cheesecake Factory, the okay. real one. 
Um, and my, my uh, wife just looked at me like, what the hell are you talking about? Right. Yes. Uh, not Cheesecake Factory at home. And he's been complaining about the fact that she's feeding him salad. Now, that would be fine. Uh, it'd be a little weird that he's complaining about eating salad. Like, I think you can afford to mix in a salad, buddy. But what's concerning is that the salad they're eating appears to be the, like, out of the bag. Here is, like, the dressing in a, in a little packet. You know, it's, like, ranch or Caesar or whatever. Like, right. it, that's not a salad. That's, like, a, that's, like a, that's a joke. That is what you get when you are at school in like fifth grade and you have to eat lunch and they're like, hey, we have salad today. It's like, no, this is garbage. That was what it was. And that's concerning to me. I'm fading that all the way to the bank. Give me Deshaun Watson. I love it. Uh, let's move to let's move to another game. People are going to hate me for that. It's such a such a bougie thing to talk about. But like make a real salad. Fuck. Um, I want to talk about this game because I am torn on it and I, I need your your opinion and your help. The Steelers looked bad against the Cowboys. However, we have been they won the game, and all people can talk about how they're undefeated. And we have been talking about how they're overrated because their offense is not that great, because Big Ben has not been that awesome. He's banged up. He's been, you know, in the protocol. The Bengals have a bad offensive line. I get that, but they have the better quarterback getting seven in Pittsburgh here. What are your thoughts? It dipped down to six and a half for a second there. Um, I understand the buyback a little bit now. Um, I mean, what was this Sunday night when we talked about it? Nine, nine. and a half. Yeah, it made a lot of sense to think about Bengals here. I'm gonna. I, I still subscribe to the Bengals here. Um, I'm not as. I'm not as happy about it at seven. Um, but it's the only side to have. The thing about Pittsburgh, you know, I laid the points a little bit with them on Dallas last week and you watch the game and immediately you realize oh my gosh this is dead like they can't they don't make big plays on offense they they can't sustain drives very well big ben can't move around and make the plays and while i don't know i don't think burrow is going to have a hugely successful game sunday i don't think that he's going to bury his team the way that he did against baltimore and even that game against baltimore george like that game was what two scores for most of the game and then you had the fumble that Patrick Queen returned for a touchdown. You had like, you had some questionable things. Mm-hmm. <sighs> no Joe Mixon, which I think really helps the Bengals. Like they won't want to run they, yeah, with his they, they'll try and sled dog ass the whole game. So like, give me the Bengals here reluctantly. It's not one that I'd have a huge amount on, but the Bengals have a better offense. They have a better quarterback. And while I think Pittsburgh is good, they're still living off of the turnover and sack luck that they've right. been living off of for the last two years. And, you know, that should regress. And additionally, the Bengals, like, I think are turning the ball over more than a team with just a 3.32 turnover-worthy play rate would suggest. So go ahead and give me the Bengals here, even though I'm a little worried about it. One of our favorite sponsors is prizepicks.com. Prizepicks.com is super cool, and here's why. It's really easy to use. You go there, and you can parlay um, over-unders on players and player fantasy points. So the way it works is you pick either two, three, or four players, pick whether they can go over or under their fantasy point projection, and then based on how many you pick, uh, if you get them all right, you get a certain uh, payout. If you pick all four, for example, and get all four, you get 10X what you put in. So it's pretty cool. I'm gonna go through and give you one um, 
and you can obviously go to prizepicks.com and do your own. Okay, so the first one that I'm going to go with, I'm going to go with Antonio Brown over 10 and a half. It was very clear to me that he had the most juice of any Tampa Bay Bucks wide receiver. I think they realize that. They go all in on Antonio Brown, and he goes off. Um, so over 10 and a half for Antonio Brown. And then, let's see here. Where's the second one that I was going to go with? Uh, let's go with, oh, here it is. Uh, Giovanni Bernard, 13 and a half. No Joe Mixon. Um, Gio's going to be a guy that's going to catch a ton of passes because the Pittsburgh Steelers pass rush is going to make Joe Burrow get rid of the ball quickly. I think he gets maybe a receiving touchdown. So those are the two. You can go pick a couple more and make it a four. Uh, quadruplet if you want. Prizepicks.com. Make it happen. In fact, in fact, I'm taking. I'm not taking the Bengals plus seven. You're going I'm taking the Bengals money line. Yeah. And the reason I, it's just it makes too much sense for the Steelers to lose this game. Um, you get people back. You know, like the, it, there's so many ways that this makes sense. Joe Burrow's had a chance to to recharge his batteries after getting beaten up for, you know, the first nine weeks of the season. So I like that. It's, it's plus 275, total of 46, um, which, uh, you know, I think in a closer game, right, the Steelers are not an explosive offense. Joe Burrow down four points, comes back, leads a game-winning touchdown drive. You heard it here first. Let's talk about the Sunday night game, um, which is also a seven-point game, New England plus seven, total 43 and a half. I actually think I like the over here more than New England plus seven. And my reasoning is that I th- so I think the total is too low for a game of this big of a spread. And I see this game, you know, I don't see the Patriots blowing anybody out, but I could see the Ravens having some success on offense here against, frankly, a really just barren Patriots defense, right? Like Gilmore isn't um, supposed to be playing, but he isn't playing as well. And they're just so bereft of talent there. And then the Patriots kind of playing catch up the whole time or just getting blown out. And and the Ravens like to, you know, add to their lead when they're blowing someone out. So 43 and a half. I like the over. What are your thoughts? I agree. I agree with you that the hard part here is the back door might not be open for New England because Baltimore. I feel like Baltimore. There's two ways to look at the Ravens. The one way is to look at them and just say, look, they're they're sort of meandering their way through the season like last season's chiefs right 2018 was a huge prove it year you know you had a new quarterback um you know you were trying to establish yourself as an afc power and you you lose in the playoffs and then the following year you you have some good games but in the middle of the season it's kind of like well what are you here for you know like you know the chiefs last year at this time were what six and four right like they weren't Mm -hmm. they were just kind of grinding through you know there's not a whole lot to prove you look at the ravens the last two seasons, they've been really good in the in the, in the uh, regular season. They lose in the postseason. Week three was a was an opportunity for them to prove themselves an elite team is better than the Chiefs. They failed to do that. Um, for the most part, they've just kind of played vanilla-ly through the rest of their games this year, right? And it stung them once in a game where they thoroughly outplayed Pittsburgh but lost. But the rest of the time, it's been sort of good enough. The question that you have to have if you back Baltimore here laying a touchdown is... Will they pour it on? Will there be the motivation there to come out of the game with a blowout against Belichick? They already kind of did that last year. So that's kind of like what leaves me on the side of New England, especially if New England's receivers can get open the way that they did last year, last week. And 
But at the same time, if you disagree with me, the side here is then the over because then New England, you know, right. is going to give up scores to the Ravens. They're going to get some themselves. And over 43 and a half in 2020 uh, does seem like a relatively simple thing to do. The year of our Lord, 2020. Now, you just want to make sure that the observers and poll watchers are there to True. see the scoring happen. Because yeah. if not, then, you know, you're you're a loser. I um, wish I wish every time I bet an over, Kaylee McNamee was the one who judged how many points there were. <laughs> Take me to another game. Uh, okay. Uh, sorry. Million points. Um, okay. <laughs> Let's go with... Uh, obviously, we like uh, Bills, Cardinals over, Seattle, LA over. Mm-hmm. The one that you tried to convince me of the other day, and I didn't let the I didn't let your devil, you know, uh, talk me into it, but I might be into it now. Is Saints Niners over forty nine? Ooh, like t- tell me about Ooh. this one. Ooh, well, I was hoping that you were going to say you liked the under, and I was going to go, well, let's let's make it interesting here. But I can already tell you don't want to do that. Let me make let me make a pitch here. So the New Orleans Saints defense, I think, is getting a lot of credit for what they did to Tom Brady. And that to me is, we, we, we have gotten in trouble for overreacting to defensive performances in the past, right? Um, the, the Bucks being a primary um, example of that. And the Saints defense is a defense. Yes, they have some talented players, but the 49ers came in here with Jimmy G last year, granted, with a much healthier playmakers and you know, this game was, we had the over in that game, remember? And it went over by halftime. It was over, and, yeah, by like halfway through the second quarter. Yes, and we were, you know, dancing around pre-pandemic, like, you know, the world was fantastic. And then, okay, my reasoning here is this. The 49ers being downgraded for not having Debo Samuel and, you know, George Kittle is, is important but not as important as the fact that Kyle Shanahan has not given up, that they still have a guy in Richie James who came out and, and played really, really well against uh, the Green Bay Packers, still have Brandon Ayuk, who is a dynamic playmaker. Doesn't matter who their running back is, he's going to have success. And they now have um, Trent Williams back on the left side. He was a monster in the run game. Um, and on defense, they're still missing Richard Sherman. So I think it gives the the Saints an opportunity to put up some points here. And it's going to be inside. I just 49 for two offensive coaches that are brilliant is with a spread of 10. Like, it's fucking ridiculous. The only thing is I think both teams like to slow the game down is my only concern. Both teams like to – I get – so I get that. But both teams also like to score points. Well, and I think the Niners will be especially such that if Nick Mullins plays well, they're going to score enough points. If Nick Mullins plays horribly, they're going to score enough points. <laughs> so I like, like it. So let's go with the over there. I like that one. Yeah, I'm probably, you know, in looking at these, there are a bunch of overs that I like. You mentioned the Bills and the Cardinals. I, I think Seattle, Los Angeles, over 54 and a half might be my fa- favorite one because it – it just this game is going to be I don't I don't see how it isn't just a touchdown festival. Like I just don't because the the Rams defense while good is still a defense and is is susceptible to playing a good offense. And the the 
Russell Wilson is going to ball out in this game. When's the I, last time the Rams shut down a good offense? Not, right. So, I mean, maybe Dallas, but and, Dallas was kind of like. And if you're telling Sean McVay, I made this point the other day on some show I was doing. They're like, you know, do you think the the Rams can have success against the Seahawks? And I was like, dude, Sean McVay, when he wants to fall asleep, puts on all 22 of the, the Seahawks cover three and just blissfully drifts off into, into sweet dreams because it's <laughs> like that's what he cooks against. The, the Seahawks defense doesn't know what they're doing out there. Um, I so kind of want to hear McVay like go through a menu the way he went through the Bears defense during that one uh, uh, <laughs> press conference. Like, that, that's, like, that's you, man. That's like that's me. Yeah, that's you. I, I went to dinner last night and um, I – was very proud of my order as I always am. I think I'm I'm elite ordering uh, food. But when I ordered dessert, I ordered many desserts. And the waitress looked at me and goes, now those are big. <laughs> and you said and right back at you. I, <laughs> she was very nice. And, um, and I looked back up at her, I kind of, I, I looked at her and I go, trust me, I'll be okay. And uh, sure enough, I was okay. You were okay. You made it. <laughs> I, but she was lucky that she'd been nice to me because normally I'd be very insulted that someone questioned whether I had. Yeah. I mean, we've gotten dinner multiple times. Has there ever been any question as to whether I was going to eat all the food on the table? No. no. There's absolutely not. I mean, there's, <laughs> there, uh, you are a one-cut runner when it comes to food. <laughs> Mike Shanahan, Mike Shanahan could have used me in those Denver backfields. Right. Yeah. You were put your foot in the ground and go, guy. <laughs> um, any others that we did not hit here that you like? Um, no, but if you're looking for derivative bets, our, our colleague Ben Brown, he writes up some good ones. Go to pff.com. Um, those are always good every single week. He also writes a player prop article where if you're not going to trust the prop king, George, himself. <laughs> Ridiculous. And you, you want to listen to somebody else, Ben I think Ben's are like plus 15 units this year on player props. So he's writing them up. I think it's a, it's a good resource. He's, he's great. Um, you know, with, with, if you were wondering where I go before I decide <laughs> where I'm going to place my, 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 um, the, yeah. the wealth of my country, it's, it's Ben's article. But, I, but just to, just to briefly talk, you know, the last one, obviously Denver plus three and a half still has value. When it was five, that's when we made it our pick of the week. With all of these things, the 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 timing matters. So we talked about Buffalo, Arizona over 54. And now it's 56 and a half. There's still value on 56 and a half, but there's was more at 54. So just know that like that when when we you know some of these things are timely and you know and you know when you're thinking about it at the end of the week, there's always less value than at the beginning of the week. But hopefully, you know, with player props coming on the scene. That's kind of the place to look, and, and hence why George has uh, created a kingdom. Join the kingdom. Become Join a part of the kingdom. We should start selling. Um, <laughs> you know how the, the Catholic Church would like sell. Uh, what would they sell? Like forgive you will forgive your sins if you like buy a uh, an indulgence. I think is what it was called. Yeah. We could sell um, memberships to the kingdom. You have to. We should do. Uh, we should have a Chiefs Kingdom shirt, but it should cross out and say Props Kingdom. There you go. Well, we we get some interns, prop peasants. It'd be a lot of fun. Anyways, check out the live show. It'll air at eleven thirty on the PFF YouTube channel. My man, enjoy your steak tonight, and I'll see you in the morning. We'll do. Bye.